Remember not the former things, nor dwell on the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I will give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people who I'm formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Remember not the former things, nor dwell on the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive it? As we've been preparing for this weekend, we just feel like the Lord's saying, do you have eyes to see what I'm doing right now? Right now, do you have eyes to see? Can you perceive what he's doing? And the question is not... Have you perceived, but can you perceive it right now? He wants to open our eyes this weekend to see what he's doing. And this is a call this weekend to not remember or dwell on the things of old. It's not saying they're bad. It's just saying, let's leave those and not dwell on them. Let's get into the moment, the right now, of what Jesus wants to do with us this weekend, in this space, in this time. And we will see a new thing when we see him. Because we so much of him we haven't seen yet. There is so much of him we haven't seen yet. This weekend, there may be things that you see that you're like, whoa, never seen that. Domino Jesus right there. <laughs> Who's seen a Domino Jesus? That's pretty cool, huh? You may see something you haven't seen. Oh, metallic Messiah in the back behind the screen. You should go look at him later too. Um, there is so much of Jesus we haven't seen. There is so much on this land that has been prayed that we know nothing about, but we get to step into it this weekend. We don't get to dwell on the things we've seen of Jesus before. We get to see new parts of him, new sides of him, new parts of the Father's heart, new invitations from the Holy Spirit this weekend. Are we good? Are we, do we all want to see, perceive something new this weekend? Yeah. Awesome. Do you see why I was so excited that night? That woman's awesome. Okay. So I got this, um, this word's been coming to me about this season. And man, I'm just, I'm so excited. This is a holy place for me. 13 times, I think 13 years we've been coming up to this hill in the middle of nowhere, Williamsburg, Kansas, and not one time has God met us in the, in the same way, but always he meets us. And it just makes, it's like Christmas. It's like, what is he going to do? I have no idea, but I'm so excited. There's a word that's been coming to me in this season when you think about the scripture you just heard from Isaiah 43, verse 18, do not dwell on the former things. Now I do a new thing. And the word is, it's kind of a fancy word. And when it was coming to me, I had, no, I had to look it up because I didn't know fully what it meant. I kind of thought I knew what it meant, but I didn't know. And the word is liminal. Liminal. What does liminal mean? 
I'm going to read some of this because I want to kind of take it slow and soak it in, if that's okay. Embracing the mystery and power of transition. Liminal. Embracing the mystery and power of transition from what has been to what will be. The word liminal comes from a Latin word, limen, which is the word for threshold, a threshold, like the threshold of a doorway when you're in between. Liminal means this. It means that we have let go of one thing, but we have yet to take hold of the new thing. We stand somewhere in between what has been and what will be. That is the word for liminal. And I'm realizing he is the God who orchestrates liminal space. And we are called to embrace liminal space. The power and the mystery of liminal space between what has been that we have left and what will be. Liminal space is a crossing over space, a space where you have left something behind, yet you're not fully in something new. In those times, it can seem nothing is certain, nothing is clear. Everything thought to be important is on hold. You feel caught in the middle. You realize something is rumbling inside. Something is groaning inside. And you can't hurry the process as much as you would like to. It takes as long as it takes. Welcome to liminal space. Would you like to go on a voyage with me into liminal space? It is a waiting place. A waiting place. Liminal space is the in-between where we're caught, where we are found, where we are hemmed in on every side, where what worked before works no longer, but we're not sure what the answer is next. Liminal space is a call to wait. Hello? In liminal space, we are brought face to face with our deepest fears. It's tricky. It's on purpose. Everything you don't want to look at stares at you in the mirror. In liminal space. In liminal space, we are shaken out of our habitual lives. It draws us out of what we have known, yet does not allow us to know what is coming next. Liminal space is the chrysalis, where the caterpillar comes in to a very tight place and doesn't know for what person purpose, but instinctually 
has to go there. The caterpillar may instinctively know from its genetic design that it must weave itself a cocoon, yet it probably has no conscious sense of why or for how long it will be there or what will happen in the cocoon. In a similar way, we may instinctively weave ourselves into a liminal cocoon, yet at first not even be aware that we have drawn this space around us or know why it is so important that we are there. Why are we here in between two things? Liminal space. Liminal space is an invitation to surrender. See, you can leave the thing before, but not let go of it. It's possible to leave, but not actually let go. There's a difference. You don't have a choice to go back, but you refuse to let go of where you've come from. In liminal space, we're called, tightly pressed in, to face the things we do not want to see and let go and surrender. It's an invitation to give ourselves over to something larger than ourselves. To trust and be held and be supported. The degree to which we are comfortable or uncomfortable in liminal space has to do with how we choose to be in that space. We can choose to fight that place or flow in that place. In liminal space, you can fight or you can flow. You can hold on or you can surrender. This is our choice. Transformation happens when we are not in charge. Liminal space is about you recognizing that you're not in charge. It can't happen when we are holding on to control. Sometimes we need to be shaken loose from our foundations in order to be open for something bigger. This is the space where a new reality can be born. Liminal space is a womb between conception and birth. Liminal space is where something creative, by definition, is transpiring, but you're not the designer of it, and you don't know what the the creative purpose of it is. It is a creative space, liminal space. It's a space where we can finally let go of an approach, a way of being, a role, an identity, or a belief, so that something new can be created. Something new can be created. Shaken loose from our foundations, opened to something new. See, in liminal space, there's a purpose, a deep design in the heart of God. In liminal space, we're being asked to let go, but there's nothing else to take hold of. Do you see? You know how uncomfortable it is. 
the, the, you, you're reaching. We're reaching for anything we can get our hands on. And in liminal space, there's nothing to grab hold of except for one thing. Liminal space is designed to bring us in touch with longing. A longing to lay hold of only God. Only God. That is the design of liminal space. Letting go, leaving and letting go, longing to lay hold. And there is a place deep within us that will never, ever be fulfilled anyways by anything else other than the longing of God. I believe that God is creating a liminal space for us as a people. On Sunday morning, I'm going to talk a little bit more macro about this. But at the micro, some of you in this room, very individually, I'm speaking to you right now because you yourself are in a micro liminal space. But as a people, we're in between what we have known, we have let go. There's nothing to grab onto except for the longing of God. Do you remember the prayer of amazing Moses? From Egypt to promised land is liminal space. It was not a space which was to exist forever. It was a space with a purpose. A space to form and create something in a people. And in that liminal space, Moses was keened into this thing. He goes, We've let go of Egypt. We don't know what we're laying hold of, but I refuse to go into that unless I what? Have you in your presence. In liminal space, he came in touch with the deepest, truest longing. The only thing to lay hold of was God himself. And he said, unless you give me your presence, we are not moving. And we know that God gave his presence and that presence came like a cloud of glory into the, into the tabernacle. And that cloud of glory was not stagnant, but would lift and move and settle. And lift and move and settle. And lift and move and settle. But God was with them. In liminal space, the people found out that their longing for God was what defined them. To let go and to discover the deepest longing. There is a groan deeper than words, a longing of love that is inside of us that God is bringing up in this liminal space. This weekend, I want to invite you into beautiful, holy longing. It's not something you have to muster up it's something that is already dwelling inside of you. <laughs> when you were made in the image of God, a longing was placed into your spirit for God. And it's drawn magnetically to God. Sometimes I feel dulled to that longing. Sometimes I feel numb to that longing. But in liminal space, he starts to remove every bit of numbness and dullness and the longing is seen again.
as a people, we're entering into this beautiful longing for God. And nothing else, healings, outbreak of favor, the transformation of justice in God's heart, nothing will satisfy us but the presence of God himself. Not one fruit that we think we long for will actually give us joy, but God alone. And that is what we discover here in this place. And I think something's bubbling this weekend that I want to invite us into. Um, can the worship team come on back up? We didn't give you a big break, sorry. Um, I was uh, reading an article this week about liminal space, and uh, they said the best posture to have in a liminal space is a posture of surrender. Um, it's a letting go, like Adam said, before you get something else. And a surrendered posture is just really... You know, in either this, I surrender, that's like if you're in trouble and surrender, <laughs> or a, just an open-handed surrender. And uh, I felt like it would be good for us tonight to get ourselves into a posture of surrender as we come into this weekend. And what we're saying with our posture of surrender is that, God, you can do anything you want this weekend. We don't have to stick to a schedule we don't have to do anything or be anywhere. We can literally just say whatever you want, however you want to do it, how long you want to do it, how short you want to do it, we're here and we want it. And can you hold the microphone for me? When we're like this in a posture of surrender, the one hand is a, a yes posture. So we want to say yes, yes to whatever you have in this time, yes to whatever you have this weekend for us, yes to whatever you want to do. And the other hand is a thank you. That's the posture of surrender, a yes and a thank you. Thank you is the seed of worship. One of the biggest downfalls of a place of liminal space is that we can get critical and fearful and we can clutch things to ourselves, we want to stay open-handed, and we want to say thank you, God, for whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, however you want to do it, and we're going to say thank you, thank you, thank you, yes, and thank you, yes, and thank you. We don't dwell on the things of the past, but we say thank you for the things of the past. We don't grab for the things of the future. We say thank you for what you're going to do. Is that, is that good? Can we be in this posture of a yes and a thank you this week? And thank you, births worship. When we can be grateful and thankful for what the Lord wants to do and what he is doing, it grows worship in our hearts and it grows worship in the space. And this weekend, we really feel like there's something new that's going to be released over us as a people in the place of worship. Thankful hearts that release something in heaven of worship. And this song that we sang, it said that the angels sing holy, holy, holy. Do you know they keep singing holy for, for generations? They've been singing holy, holy, holy. Why do they do that? Because they turn and they see another part of who he is. And they are undone in worship, right? 
holy, holy, holy. That song says that the earth responds and sings, holy, holy, holy. We're in this beautiful place. And the earth sees Jesus and they say, holy. And the heavens see Jesus and they say, holy. Can we see Jesus this weekend? We want to see you, Jesus. We want to see things we've never seen before. We long for you. We long to see you, Jesus. You are welcome here, Jesus. We are so thankful for who you are to us as a people. You have been faithful. You have been faithful every step of the way. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done, for all that you've asked us to leave behind. We're so thankful. We're thankful for the weather this weekend. You have designs over the weather this weekend to produce something beautiful in us as a people. We thank you for this place, Jesus, a place where people have prayed and worshiped and walked the land in wonder where the very nature is springing forth in a new life, in praise and worship of who you are. You are holy, Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. And we say yes to you. Yes, Holy Spirit. Let's all stand together as we go back into this place of worship. We want to say yes. Yes to you, Jesus. Yes to everything you want to do. Yes, Holy Spirit, to all that you are, all of your gifts, all of your gifts, all of your fruit, we say yes. Yes, this weekend, to all of who you are. Yes, Father, to all that you want to do in us, all the places you want us to see, all the sins you want us to repent of joyfully. We say yes, yes to all that you want to do. Yes to your identity and your smile over us. And we say thank you. Thank you in advance for this weekend. Thank you in advance for all that you've done for us. Thank you for the years of faithfulness that we've seen you come again and again in this place. We say yes to you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Whatever you want, whenever you want. If you want to wake us up in the middle of the night, if you want us to worship in early in the morning, if you want us to go and tell someone that they're lovely and beautiful and wonderful, we will do it. We say yes. We say yes to the leading of your voice this weekend. We say yes to the release of your presence and your power this weekend. We say yes to your gentle whisper this weekend.